Hey Bliss Seekers, and welcome to your online home away from home. A place where we marry ancient wisdom and modern science, so we dispel the woo-woo of spirituality to help you find authentic health, balance, and bliss. I'm your host, Ari, a specialist registered dietitian, certified intuitive eating counselor, embodiment coach, and modern mystic. I've trained with the world's leading experts in psychology, mindfulness, and behavior change. And I am a recovered perfectionist, overachiever, and self-development junkie on a mission to help you stop being your own worst critic, to finally step into your authenticity, and return to wholeness through mind, body, and spirit integration. This is a place where imperfection is celebrated. So grab a cup of cacao, coffee, matcha, or whatever you fancy, and inhale deeply through your nose and out your mouth, and get ready to live in alignment. You're listening to Align with Ari. This episode is brought to you by my embodiment toolkit, your one-stop shop to return home to your body and rebuild trust and connection with your inner wisdom, which is already inherent to you. Embodiment is an ongoing practice. It is something we need to continue to nurture every single day to help us become our most confident, happy, and authentic selves. So at the foundation of healing, if we think about it, we've been given this beautiful, dense matter of a body to work through and feel emotion and to connect with something greater for our soul's journey. So in this toolkit, you can find various resources to meet you where you're at, whether that be breath workshops, yin yoga, yoga nidra, some gentle movement, in the day to reconnect with your body or perhaps maybe more ecstatic movement such as shaking, swaying, dancing. It also includes a daily landing meditation and a workshop on your nervous system getting close and personal with the sensations and a brief introduction to embodiment work. So what we know is when we reconnect with our bodies, we awaken our emotional intelligence and recalibrate our inner compass that knows exactly what we need, how much, and when. This is the foundation to living a healthy, aligned, and blissful life. So if you're into it, head over to my website, www.arianarodriguez.com forward slash embodiment dash toolkit, and get your access to the embodiment toolkit so you can return home to your body every single day. Hey Bliss Seeker and welcome to another episode of Align with Ari, a place where we marry ancient wisdom with modern science for your soul's evolution. Now in today's episode, we're going to be exploring inner child work for deep healing. This is something I explored quite a bit in my own healing journey and something that comes up quite a lot in my coaching practice, and something that really has such a profound impact on liberation, on your freedom, 
on your self-worth so that you can truly and authentically live your soul's purpose and in alignment. So today's episode, I'm going to really outline what inner child work is. We're going to look at different ego states that might come up when, you know, in our day-to-day. We're going to explore what reparenting ourselves might look like, what the different inner child archetypes are, and I'm going to wrap up today's episode with some practical exercises or strategies that you can leave here with so you can really start implementing and shifting and making moves in your journey. So to get started, I'd love to quote Kim Ha Campbell, who says, by connecting your inner child to your internal being, you bring out the hero in you that is inside all of us. I love that quote. And if you recall, and or if you want to tune into as episode number two with Dr. Mitchell Suskins, we really talk about attachment styles. And inner child work is so related to that, right, to that healing work. So we all have inner children. Whether or not we take the time to create the space to acknowledge their presence and to nurture them really can have an impact on whether or not we flourish in this world. We all have them. We also have inner teenagers. <laughs> adults, right? Different parts. And this is so akin to internal family systems work. There's so much overlap in many different modalities. But inner child work was first introduced by Carl Jung in the 60s. And he mentioned in his work, he it was essential to learn about the shadows that live within us so we can experience the light And in doing inner child work, it offers an opportunity for us to meet past unmet emotional needs. Now, this isn't about blame. You know, if we have, you know, insecure attachment styles or, you know, our parents weren't as present as perhaps we needed them to be, it's not about blaming, but it's just meeting yourself where you're at and offering yourself what you now need and what you needed in the past. And that's where the reparenting is going to come in is, you know, a lot of those subconscious beliefs that we talk about that, you know, that potentially, you know, from in my own experience, it's like that feeling of not being good enough and that perfectionism really was something that was a recurring pattern. And so I had to do a lot of inner child work to reprogram that lived experience to, be the caretaker who is changing the narrative. So the goal here is to begin to cultivate compassion towards your wounds, to learn how to set healthy boundaries, perhaps to grieve, right? Grieve those unmet needs, the love and the innocence that maybe you didn't get to experience or receive. It's about being a parent to the parts of you that were neglected, an opportunity to build a loving relationship with yourself, to show yourself affection 
and validation that maybe you never received. So if you notice, you know, patterns coming up in your life, maybe you keep attracting the same romantic partner, right? Maybe you keep attracting the narcissist, I don't know. Or you keep getting into challenging situations where maybe you're being walked all over, taking advantage of your kindness. Or maybe you have the habit of pushing people away. And you ask yourself, why do I keep making these mistakes or these, but why am I engaging in these behaviors? So inner child healing allows us to really tap into our depth, pay attention to the wound, and allow it to heal. Now, one of the things that I often, you know, I can highlight often in coaching sessions is this notion of transactional analysis that was coined by a psychologist called Eric Byrne. And he mentions that we typically have three ego states that we can, you know, spontaneously move from one to the other in any given moment. And so he highlights three, one of them being the parent, you know, it's like that inner critic. Think of it as your inner voice, you know, this, what's going on in your mind and the parent exists. And that is kind of like the finger waving, like authoritative, like you must do this or you shouldn't do that. Right. We're all familiar with that. It's like, oh gosh, you know, that inner critic telling me like, oh, and then that brings up guilt, shame, embarrassment. And so that parent is one of those ego states that's really like the rule setter, very rigid, very like authoritative. We then have the child and the child is more rebellious, right? It can often be like, no, but I want to do this. Like think of like a tantrum, right? (laughs) The child knows what it wants. They know. And they can be inner rebels, right? We all have an inner rebel. And that can also manifest as an inner child because they have needs. And sometimes if they're not listened to, they throw a tantrum. And then the third ego state is the adult, which is a more neutral observer, right? A more objective viewpoint. And so what can sometimes be helpful if we notice that we're being hard on ourselves, we're feeling activated, I invite you to consider which ego state, like, who's talking? Where is that coming from? And oftentimes the parent can take on the voice of a caregiver growing up. If we grew up in a really strict household, if we experienced abuse, maybe that's kind of what we're hearing. So I find this framework just helpful to begin to identify what is authentic and inauthentic to you. Because sometimes we take on. So the adult is a more neutral viewpoint probably more aligned with that authenticity. And the child has needs and also holds a lot of wisdom. They have needs. And so the question is, how do you meet those needs? An inner child reflects the part of you that is innocent, that wants to play, be free, wild and free and authentic as well. Now, the inner child can also include all of the past hidden ages that have made up your life's journey thus far. And if we think of our well-being, mental well-being, it really emphasizes the best aspect of each age alive. And so nurturing the child is essential to relating to our capital S self. So... Let's talk about the six archetypes that you may or may not be really familiar with. (laughs) 
I know when I first learned about these, which were first quoted by Dr. Nicole LaPera, a holistic high psychologist who is incredible, love her work. But when I was reading through these, I was like, oh yeah, okay, I'm, that definitely resonates with me. And you'll know, you'll probably know exactly <laughs> which one. But there are a few, you know, and, and all of these in some way, shape or form might show up for you and some more than others. And these archetypes really show up when it's like there's something there underlying this need. So the first one is the caretaker. This often stems from codependent relationships. So the is archetype develops a sense of self-worth through neglecting their own needs. So, you know, it's someone who has this inner child archetype may believe the only way to receive love is to cater to others and ignore their own needs. So that codependency. The second one, this is the one I definitely, you know, I've worked a lot on and I can definitely say, luckily, I have a really good relationship with this inner child. (laughs) It's the overachiever and perfectionist archetype. So this one feels seen, worthy, heard, and valued through the definition of success and achievement. They use external validation as a way to cope with low self-worth. And they believe that the only way to receive love is through accomplishment. So this was huge for me. And I know in my past business relationship, this was huge and definitely got in the way, you know, and I had to get out of my own way. So this was a huge part of my healing. Now, the third archetype is the underachiever. This this inner child archetype lives small and doesn't speak their truth or share their opinion. Because that might mean being seen due to, you know, to being a target of criticism or shame and failure. So they hide instead. They withdraw. They believe that the only way to receive love is to stay invisible. The fourth archetype is the rescuer. This archetype often attempts to rescue those around them, an attempt to heal from their own vulnerability or wounds to feel worthy. So it's like that kind of savior complex. So if this archetype resonates with you, you might believe that the only way to receive love is to help others by helping to solve their problems, like being the fixer, you know, classic fixer. It's like, oh, let me do it. Let me do it. I'll help you. Because you believe that that's the only way you can receive love. The fifth is the life of the party archetype. This might show up as always having to present as happy or cheerful, being the comedian, the one who never shows pain, weakness, or vulnerability. It's likely that this inner child was shamed for their emotional state. And so they need to wear a mask. And they might believe that the only way to receive love is to make sure that everyone around them is happy. And the sixth archetype is the people pleaser. The quote unquote, yes person. The person who drops everything and neglects all of their needs in service to others. And again, they believe that the only way to receive love is to be selfless. So they might also experience codependency in childhood. So those are the six inner child archetypes and know that it's okay. If you're like head nodding, you're like, oh my God, that's me, you know, and you can definitely pinpoint, maybe there's one, two, three, maybe all of them in some way, shape or form. That's okay. They all exist. And this is part of also like the internal family systems work, noticing and acknowledging that we all have so many different parts to us 
And all of these parts just want to be seen. They're all serving a purpose. They've all, you know, been born from an experience that perhaps was left unprocessed where again, we had unmet needs. And so how can we revisit those moments to meet those needs? That is what we can do in the present. As Dr. Mitchell Saskin says, healing happens in the present moment. So no matter what happened in the past, cool, we can acknowledge. And now what can we do about it here? So oftentimes we might, you know, these inner child archetypes can show up. And this is often what we experience as a quote unquote trigger, right? Where we have an automatic response to something that happens or something that's been told to us, something that we witness. And so doing some inner child work allows us to bring more self-awareness, to build that emotional resilience, to be an observer and notice, oh, okay, these are the patterns that have shown up for me. So a couple of practices, I'm going to highlight three three here today. The first is like identifying your triggers. And perhaps it's just noticing if you've had any recent situation that's happened and noticing if you had a very strong emotional response to it. So if you've had a stronger emotional response to something recently, just consider a couple of questions. The first, is this something that happens often? Like, is this a regular occurrence? And second, when does it typically happen? Is there a particular environment, a particular person that is in the picture? What does that person represent to you? Third is, what are the feelings associated to this trigger? So this is part of that embodiment piece, right? Where in the body do you feel these sensations, this feeling? Next, consider... Do you find that you typically react or do you withdraw? And finally, what situation from your past does this remind you of? Now, this is great to, you know, just do a bit of conscious work, right? Bringing awareness. But the deeper healing is going to happen when we move towards the subconscious. So what I'm going to link up in the show notes is an inner child meditation that really invites you to meet your inner child. At whatever age that comes up intuitively in this meditation will be where you need to go. And that inner child may have words for you. And you might have words to share with them. And this is where the reparenting work happens. When you meet them and you give them the love, the affection, the validation, the compassion that they needed at that time. This is where reprogramming starts. Now, another practice that I absolutely love, and I often recommend this, is if you feel like your inner critic is really, really loud, and this comes up quite often to you, and self-compassion work is really, really difficult, then I invite you to find a photo of your younger self. Maybe you put it as the background on your phone. Maybe you keep it in your wallet. Or maybe you put it on the mirror where you get ready in the morning. But find a photo of your younger self. And whenever you feel activated or self-critical, I invite you to look at this photo and connect with this photo and this younger part of you, this younger version of you. How would you speak to her, him, or they? 
how would you speak to them? What would they need to hear? And the third exercise that I invite you to try, this can be a bit more challenging and can be quite, evoke quite a lot of emotion, but hey, healing happens in the present. Let's do it. (laughs) That's what we're here for. Is writing a letter to your inner child. This will allow you to reclaim your power to step into your authentic self. It is about shedding light on the pieces of the past that still crave some kind of resolution today, where you have still yet to be seen and heard. This might be helpful to do after the meditation, if you'd like. Perhaps you want to take some notes. But try writing a letter. What would they have needed to hear? And how can you give that to yourself? You have that agency. You have that power. So hopefully this was empowering you know, to give you a sense of what inner child work entails, the different archetypes, and perhaps you've identified which archetype mostly resonates with you. Now go meet them. Go meet them and connect with them. Maybe it even means speaking out loud whenever you feel activated and saying, oh, hold on a minute, hand to heart. Whew, little Ari, I see you. Yeah, I know this is what you want right now. Yeah, mm-hmm. Okay, let's take some deep breaths and let's see how we can do that, right? So hand to heart, an embodied experience, I see you. Now, what do you need and how can I give that to you? So I'll end on a quote by the lovely Brené Brown that I absolutely adore. And she says, We either enter our stories or they own us. Only when we have the courage to own our history are we able to write a brave new ending to our story. So I'll leave it there for today. Please go check out the inner child meditation linked below and let me know message me dm me on instagram let me know what what you think about this episode and i will see you next time thank you so much for tuning in to align with ari now if you like this episode subscribe rate review if you feel called and please share with a soul sister you think would love to hear it And if you're looking for more support, head to arianarodriguez.com where you'll find some free resources, a quiz, my embodiment toolkit, and coaching services for a more personalized approach. You can also find me at Align with Ari on YouTube or align.with.ari on Instagram. Thanks so much for listening and catch you soon.